This is The Drive with Josh Graham podcast. We are killing it online. Tune into The Drive weekday afternoons 3 to 7 on WSJS. So glad to have you on this Wednesday drive. You're listening to WSJS News Talk Sports for the Triad, where there's a lot to sink our teeth into today. That includes the Tar Heels officially announcing their non-conference basketball schedule, which we're going to get to in a few minutes. But before we do that, the New York Jets arrived in Spartanburg today, day one of joint practices with the Panthers. The Panthers' first preseason game will be Saturday at Bank of America Stadium. This week was a week that many had circled on their calendars. And while sharing a field with Aaron Rodgers... It was a validating day for Bryce Young. Here were his numbers, unofficially, from Joe Person, who was tracking this in Spartanburg. Bryce was 14 of 22 in 11-on-11 team drills today. That's a lot of completions. I'm not a math expert, but that's close to 65% completion. And he was even better in red zone drills. Had a touchdown to Terrace Marshall Jr., Adam Thielen with a big catch. He was very efficient in the red area, as they call it. He did have an interception, but like many of his picks during camp, it requires a little bit of context. The context matters. It was a 50-50 ball that he threw up for DJ Chark. DJ Chark got a hand on it, and it deflected it up in the air and was then intercepted by the Jets. But a big part of the reason why today was such a big deal for Bryce and the fact that he performed well is a significant deal. The Jets are one of the NFL's best defenses. The analytic folks love the Jets. All the analytic guys, the nerds, so to speak, they think the Jets might have the best defense in the NFL. You got a great corner in Sauce Gardner and then a good corner in DJ Reed. You added Will McDonald this offseason that bolsters your pass rush. You already got Quinnen Williams in the middle of that defensive line. And Bryce Young, 65% completion today in the team period. Remember, this is the first time Bryce has faced an NFL opponent. The only NFL competition he's gone up against was his own teammates over the last few months. And it doesn't take long to get familiar with your own teammates and their tendencies. This is a new team. And it's a very good defense. And Bryce did a really nice job today. But the most validating thing might have been receiving a blessing from one of the best quarterbacks in the history of the game. Aaron Rodgers, before practice, sought out Bryce Young. After practice, sought out Bryce Young. And when he met with the media, had this to say. I like the kid a lot. Uh, we have uh, uh, We share an agent. So I've known about him for a long time. Uh, I love watching him in college. I like his demeanor. I like his movement. I like the way he throws. Uh, I trust a guy like Adam. You know, him and I are good buddies for a long time. And he just raves about him. So I think uh, Carolina's in good hands. Carolina's in good hands because Bryce Young's the quarterback, according to Aaron Rodgers. And the Adam he's referring to is Adam Thielen. This might sound like a hot take type of thing to say. That's not usually my bag, but I'll say it anyway. Other than the differences in frame, you can see a lot of similarities 
an Aaron Rodgers game than Bryce Young's. Whoa! You could see it. Now, that is a big qualifier. That is a qualifier that matters how much taller Aaron Rodgers is and how much bigger his frame is than Bryce's. I don't want to diminish that. But when Bryce says that he grew up watching Aaron and looking up to Aaron, you can see it in the way that Bryce plays. Just like Aaron, nobody would say Bryce Young is a mobile quarterback, but he can move. He can get out the pocket. He can get you a first down if he needs to and does so. And he is quite mobile within the pocket. Moving around, extending plays, figuring out ways till the very last half second to keep a play alive and find seams incredibly accurate, can get out of the pocket and make throws, always keeping his eyes downfield. It reminds me a lot of Aaron Rodgers. So that's a cool thing for Aaron to say there. Making it day one here of Panthers joint practices with the Jets. A validating day for Bryce. On Twitter, at WSJS Radio, if you want it on today's show, that's where we're streaming video in addition to YouTube and Twitch. Will Dalton, the executive producer of this show, WD, thanks to the input of the audience and East Carolina coach Mike Houston, we know you're going to be watching Dodgeball next week. Tonight... You've got Catch Me If You Can. What do you know about this movie that's now over 20 years old? So I know Leo is the main or the main lead here. There are two main leads in this movie. Okay, I don't do know, you know the, the other? other. I don't. It's DiCaprio and Hanks. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because do he, you know who directed this movie? No. Steven Spielberg. So it's Hanks, DiCaprio, Spielberg, plus Chris Walken, Early Jennifer Garner, early Amy Adams, early Elizabeth Banks. It's a great cast. You're going to enjoy that, and you'll recap that at the movies with the WD on tomorrow's show. There is, now we'll get to uh, Carolina basketball. There is some good, there is some bad, and there is some ugly with the non-conference schedule North Carolina announced today. But let's start with the good. Let's start positively. Once again, the Heels will not have to play a true road game until ACC play starts. This is Hubert Davis' third season in Chapel Hill. In all three seasons, Hubert has not scheduled a road game. Now, you might think last year, Josh, didn't they go to Indiana? That was the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Hubert Davis didn't schedule that. Hubert had his way. He wouldn't be going to Bloomington. But ESPN, the Big Ten, and the ACC decided that's where North Carolina was going to go. Fortunately for the Tar Heels, Tennessee isn't playing North Carolina in Knoxville, but they're going to the Smith Center. So there will not be a road game, a true road game for North Carolina on the schedule. It's something that, it's the way Duke scheduled for the last 10 to dozen years that Coach K was there. Very similar what Hubert Davis is trying to do. So that's the good. They don't have any true road games. That's a benefit to North Carolina. The bad is this. North Carolina is going to have a one-month, seven-game gauntlet where there isn't a moment for them to come up for air. They open the season with three straight cupcakes in the Smith Center. 
And then around Thanksgiving, they go to the battle for Atlantis. And they're likely going to play three games there. When you look at the competition, other than Northern Iowa, it's all high major teams and good ones. Arkansas, Memphis, Texas Tech, Villanova. These are not going to be easy games that North Carolina plays there. And then after that, without having a cupcake in between, it's Tennessee in the Smith Center. It's the defending champ, UConn Huskies in New York, right in their backyard. At Madison Square Garden, you're going to be facing the Huskies. And then in the heart of SEC country, you're going to face Big Blue Nation in Kentucky and Atlanta. Oh, and that's not it. After that, you got Oklahoma and Charlotte. So all of those games are losable. They're all winnable. They should be when you're talking about the University of North Carolina. But they're all losable as well. And usually the ACC. See, this is a stretch from Thanksgiving to December 20th. Ever since the ACC expanded the schedule to 20 games, we've seen conference games nestled in that first or second weekend of December. Let's assume that the ACC is going to do that again with North Carolina. So you'll have an ACC game nestled in that stretch too. So it's going to become a one-month, eight-game gauntlet that North Carolina has. So that's the bad with the schedule. The ugly is this. They don't have an in-state non-conference opponent on this schedule. They're not going to face a team, a non-ACC team, here in the state of North Carolina next season. It is the first time since Guthridge that North Carolina did not schedule an in-state non-conference opponent. 1999-2000 was the last time that happened. And that's a shame. I don't have any issue with the fact they didn't schedule any true road games. I know Carolina fans got on Coach K and made fun of him for a long time for not doing so. I didn't have a problem with Coach K not doing it. I don't have a problem with Hubert Davis doing the same. There's a lot of reasons why it makes sense to put it, put together a schedule that way. But I do have issue with this. You are the University of North Carolina. You are the signature basketball product in the state of North Carolina. I think it's only right. I'm not saying you have to go on the road to Minji's Coliseum and face East Carolina or Trask at UNCW or any of these other non-ACC schools in the state, but I don't think it's right that you don't welcome Elon or App State or UNCG or NCA&T or ECU or Charlotte or any of these programs. We have so many and so much heritage and history outside of the ACC in basketball in the state, and none of those teams are going to play in the Smith Center this year. I hope it's just an oversight on Hubert Davis's part. I really do, but I think that is a mistake. I, I think it's a missed opportunity that North Carolina is not playing anyone from the state of North Carolina in their non-conference slate. It's a real shame because I know those schools would really be up to it because many of those schools feature kids that are from the state of North Carolina who always dreamed of an opportunity to play in that building, to play in the, in the Smith Center. So there you go. Some good, some bad, and some ugly with Carolina's schedule. That must mean that we're transitioning to something else. How about some baseball talk? How about some unusual questions with Darren Bott? What's an example of an unusual question? How about this? We saw a video of Steph Curry singing with Paramore. If you had the choice to sing on stage with a band, what band would you choose and what song would you sing with that band? That's something we will discuss with Darren Bott when he joins us. 
next on The Drive. It's The Drive with Josh Graham, WSJS. Things are escalating quickly with the ACC. David Hale from ESPN tweeting out in the last hour. I'm told a vote isn't on the docket for today, but it could happen. A few hard no's exist in the ACC for expansion to Stanford, Cal, and SMU, and or with the two West Coast teams and SMU. A few eager to expand despite minimal revenue change. A lot of swing votes told it's essentially in the hands of the presidents now. ADs have weighed in. Apparently Notre Dame is pushing strongly for the inclusion of Stanford and Cal. Gee, I wonder if there was something Notre Dame could do that would convince the other presidents to do whatever Notre Dame is pushing heavily for. If only there was something that they could want. Darren Vaught now joining us, the host of ACC Baseball, etc. You know him from USA Baseball and doing a lot of other stuff, a frequent guest on the show. As somebody who grew up in the air quote ACC footprint before things expanded the way that they did, how far do you think the ACC would have to go for you to be turned off at all by the ACC or even college sports? It's a good question. I mean, like there's there's a a minimal level of that happening right now with with college sports as a whole, right? I think everybody's sort of trying to figure out where they stand in that way. Um I don't know. See, because I kind of like this. I, I, a couple of years ago, and I might have even said it here on your show, Josh, like I was in favor of getting ahead of the curve and doing this Pac-12 ACC partnership. I don't know if it would have been a merger in one conference, right? But imagine you've got a Pacific champion, an Atlantic champion, and they meet at a neutral site somewhere to determine a, a championship for the conference as a whole. Olympic sports, you could stick to the East Coast, stick to the West Coast until time for a championship. Uh, I'm not terribly turned off by this if, in fact, Stanford, Cal, and even SMU join the conference. I, I don't uh, I don't know if it really will change much because, I, again, I would imagine for the, some of the, the lesser sports, and when I say that, I don't mean they're lesser. I mean they are lesser. The non-revenue sports. Money-making, yeah. I think I think they're going to avoid intense travel in those sports, no matter what the circumstances are with with 3000 miles between conference foes in in that case, like football would travel. But I don't know that anything else would necessarily have to. Let me take care of this business real quickly while I got you here, Darren Vaught joining us, because every time you join us, baseball seems to come up. There's a caller that's on hold that I don't know who it is. And I banned a caller last hour who is an OG listener who happens to be a super Astros fan. I'm putting on my John Angelos Orioles hat after the the grand slam that the Astros hit last night to beat the Orioles 7-6. to six. Wayne in Greensboro is an OG listener and calls into the show often, but he's an Astros fan and I'm mad after last night. So he's my Kevin Brown and I'm John Angelos, he's banned. I don't know who's on the line, but since I can hear a caller now, I take it it's Wayne in Greensboro. 
Wayne, you're banned. What are you doing calling in? Oh, you know I'm going to call in. I don't listen to bands. Uh, what I wanted to do is not sit here and brag or, or rub it in or anything, but to all your listeners who aren't baseball fans, I wish they could have seen that game last night. It's as good as sports can get. You know all the things the Orioles did early in the game. Uh, uh, one of the home runs was the one of the longest ever hit in Camden Yards. Yeah, Ryan Mount And Castle. you get to the last inning, and correct me if I'm I'm wrong here, but your closer in his name Fuentes. No, it's Felix Bautista. He's one AL like reliever of the month. Oh, okay. Two of the last three. I'm months. sorry, I got his name wrong, but yeah, he uh, has 30 saves. In the last 17 appearances, he's allowed no runs, and he comes in with all the confidence in the world, and that's... Super- yep, I'm going to drop the call now. I have control of... <laughs> I, I I liked all the stuff that you said there, Wayne, up until this point, but you know people can Google it if they want to know how that game ended, and here's what you don't know about the new studio. I have control of the phone calls now. I can drop calls whenever I want. Will, should go. we start a free Wayne and Greensboro chant? A hundred percent. Free Wayne and Greensboro. <laughs> I'm, yeah. not, I'm not starting that chant. Instead, I am welcoming other phone calls. 336-777-1600. If you want to go see Smashing Pumpkins on August the 22nd in Charlotte, give us a call now and ask us an unusual question, which is really whatever you'd like to ask us, unless you're Wayne and Greensboro. Last week, guys, everybody made it out that I got mad at Josh and I left the press conference. That's not right. I thought it was an unusual question, and it's okay. It's time for Unusual Questions with Josh Graham. This is the part where I say, Wayne, you're not actually banned. Just like John Angelos is saying, yay, we didn't actually suspend Kevin Brown. That's not what happened here. I'll, I'll Those ask- are good tickets you guys have, by the way. I'd go yeah. see the pump. That'd be, that'd be all right. Hey, we might, you know. If you let us know, if you want to go see the pump and, and Charlotte, you could potentially do that. But if you have an unusual question, 336-777-1600 if you want in. I'll ask you the question that I asked on the way in. We saw Steph Curry on stage with Paramore belting out misery business earlier this week. It was fantastic. It went viral. What band would you like to sing a song with on stage? And what song would that be, Darren Vaught? If you had to pick a band and a song. Ooh. You know, believe it or not, I I think about this a lot. I dream about this. The, the point at which maybe I am so famous that I can befriend one of my favorite bands and they invite me on stage. And it's like this cool little Easter egg to a show. Um, Blink-182 comes to mind. I just recently saw them in Charlotte. And I, I told you earlier, Steph Curry would have gotten more points with me had he gone out there for like some a deeper cut. Like Most Darren Vaught thing ever. All say. we know is failing. Like, oh, if Steph Curry comes out there singing the chorus of Pressure by Paramore, I'm losing. Losing. Okay. What Blink song? Are you going to be the guy who says, where are you? No, you'll probably no, be see, the other one. See, I, th- I think we got to go... We we gotta go. We gotta play the hits. So it's probably all the small things. Or what's my age again? That's great. You probably might think I'm gonna choose either the Abbott Brothers or Coldplay here because those are my favorite bands. You'd be wrong though. Given how big or this R. Kelly. Given how big this Eras tour has become, I'm going on stage with Taylor Swift 
and I'm singing the 10 minute version of All Too Well. So I'm maximizing Josh, time you're not on stage. 10 minutes. No, no. That's not, that's not how this is going to work. I'm not getting 10 I minutes. Get, I choose a, a group <laughs> slash artist and I choose a song. And this is my make-a-wish. I want to be on stage and sing the 10-minute version of All Too Well. I'm not settling for the regular version. 10-minute version. That's what we're going for. Will Dalton, what band, what song? I've been seeing a lot of clips lately of Beyonce on her Renaissance tour. You're going to sing with Queen B? Yeah. Surprise is not Nicki Minaj or Dua Lipa, right? All female artists. Look at you. Yeah. I love it. So, Beyonce Renaissance... And I would want to go on stage with her where she does like a, a lap around her stage singing Break My Soul to like oh. all the different parts, like each side of the stadium. So wait, hold on. So are you going with her as she like struts oh, yeah. and throws her hips? Absolutely. The uh, the yes. <laughs> Darren's clearly seen it. You, you, you would choose a Beyonce song from the last two years. You're well, not going to go deep cut Beyonce or not even deep cut or big hits. Yeah, right. No, it's a banger. Hits. Typical. Let's go to Lamar and Winston. Lamar. Yes, sir. Give us an unusual question. What do you have? You're on with Josh Graham and Darren Vaughn. My most unusual question is, how come bagels only come in one shape? Excellent. <laughs> Excellent, Lamar. Let, let me try to process this. You deserve Smashing is there Pumpkins a punchline? for that. No, it's bagels. It does... Every bagel I have seen does have, like, the same shape, and it's not like hamburger buns where burgers patties are generally the same shape, so the patty kind of remains, or the, the bread remains the same. Why would you have bagels that all the bread is kind of the same shape? Like, why wouldn't you make a square bagel? Correct. What's stopping us from triangular bagels? What is? Nothing. I don't think. Why? why? Why is Big Bagel doing this to us? You know, I, so when I was in Charleston for uh, with the collegiate national team for USA Baseball, I, I stopped at a donut place that had squared donuts with the hole in the middle and everything. And that's just like, what if, if we can do it with donuts, why can't we do it with bagels? What's your unusual question, Darren? Do you guys have keys on a key ring that you have no idea what they go to? Let me check. I was doing some, I, it's something I never think about. And I just was cognizant of it earlier today and was going through my ring of keys. I have no idea what these little small keys, look how small these keys are. I have no idea what these things go to. So yes, probably to like answer your, your mailbox question. three residences ago. It, That's, that it could, probably like, is because it's not my current one. Like I have keys that I'm I'm certain are like were supposed to be one-offs of me having someone a friend's key to their house or something because I was watching or I was checking on their pad or, or something. I have no idea. There are two keys on there, no clue where they go, no clue when I got them. So like do you throw them away? Yeah, probably. Sarah Bradford does a weird thing where she has her car keys and she has her house keys and they're not connected to the same thing like she takes them separately like i'm like where why aren't your house keys attached to this well they're in my car it's like well why not just put these two things together and she just doesn't Is it because she's it. got like one of the big bulky car keys i can see no that. it's not I it's not very bulky it's not it's like they're not they're like 
both equally small. You could put them together and just have them both in the same place, but she doesn't want to do that. She doesn't, yeah, that's, doesn't like that's that. Yeah, that's a bit weird. WD, what's your unusual question? So I need to kind of get my face back here. Like, my last couple of unusual questions haven't been great, been it would bad. seem. Yeah. Been really bad. You've been awful. <laughs> so... I've observed lately that Josh kind of eats like a second grader. Like he brings like his bat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there, yes. you like that? Because Go like, on him. so when, <laughs> so when he okay. goes to Costco to get a hot dog, like yesterday, he brings a a baggie with chips in it to eat like as a side. Yeah, not like a Lay's potato chip bag. No, like a Ziploc bag that yes. I put a Lay's potato chips in from a huge. Yes, like he's going I to brought s- it to Costco with me, yes, like to eat he, the hot dog. Like he's going to snack time as a second grader or something like that. He sure. loves the Capri Sun juice box. So the unusual question refers to like when you were in middle school or elementary school, like school lunches, because people love to rip on the school lunch. Was there a school lunch that was actually like really, like, was your favorite? Rectangular pizza, done. I, I was about to say, I miss, I miss Lunchables. I miss the... Lunchables that had the three pepperonis and the little bit of cheese and the Kit Kat slash Crunch Bar that was in there. I miss that. Still get them. Oh, I know. Someone in our office gets it like every day and then drops the Capri Sun off at my office and gives Will the Crunch Bar. Crunch Bar. I got the worst part of that deal. It's amazing. So hold on, I gotta back this up. You took (laughs) a baggie of potato chips. Thank you. Like like a like a sandwich bag of potato chips. Yeah. Do they not? (laughs) Do they not sell them there? Is it because if you bought chips at, at Costco, you'd have to buy have them to in bulk? Massive bag? No, no, no. They don't even have the bag. They they have like individual bags that you have to buy in bulk in order to buy it there. So yeah, you you bring it in there with you. That's what you do. They let you do that? Just bring in a little baggie of yeah, chips? They do. They don't mind. Imagine. They don't mind, especially if it's just a little baggie. They don't mind. <laughs> I don't know who this yeah. last caller is, but I have a feeling I have I have an idea who this might be. <laughs> Call it, Wayne. Is it you? Yeah, you God. know who he is. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rub it in anymore. My point I was trying to make is just that was a fantastic ball game with your closer going against Kyle Tucker, and he kept fouling it off and fouling it off. And that guy throws like 102 miles an hour. He does. And he finally connected, and we got my grand slam. Uh, you should have heard me scream. Uh, one note for tonight, if if anybody wants to uh, try to get around the, uh, the censorship that is uh, MLB, just listen to it on the radio, the, the – uh, Game will be AM 790 Houston, and you can go to an iHeart app or about any app. And Get him out of here. Telling ways to listen to Astros Radio. That's what we're doing now. I love it. I'm so I upset. What a spokesman. I really am upset. It's firing me Tucker. up. Tucker, by the way. Encouraging people guess, not to listen to SJS. Let's listen to Astros Radio. iHeart Radio. I'm so upset. Have you guys seen the numbers for Tucker for the Astros, by the way? He used to hit barehanded, and he just, for whatever reason, tried out batting gloves for the first time this season. And he's, like, on an absolute tear since he started wearing them. Pretty amazing. It's kind of amazing. Darren Mott, you're amazing. We'll see you. uh, We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for doing this. All right. See you guys. (laughs) 
There are a ton of headlines to hit on today. It wasn't just North Carolina that released its non-conference schedule. NC State released theirs as well. Some quick takeaways on that. They're going to play in Oxford against Chris Beard's Ole Miss team. You might have forgotten that Chris Beard is now at Ole Miss after he was fired in the middle of last season at Texas. That's going to be interesting to see how he rebuilds in the SEC. Watch out for that program in the next few years. And North Carolina, they're going to be playing Tennessee in Chapel Hill. A few weeks after that, NC State is going to be facing the Volunteers in San Antonio. So that stands out. There's a Vanderbilt game in Vegas that they have. The potential they could play BYU after that. That's during the Thanksgiving holiday. Not a lot stands out on the Wolfpack schedule, but figured we'd touch on that very quickly. We'll use this as a transition to, to ACC football over-unders. We haven't done Graham's Gambling in months. We only do it during football season. We're not really game for placing too many bets when it comes to basketball or other sports. Football is our focus. So you know football's near when this segment comes up. We look at ACC football win totals. And today, we're going to do ACC overs. I've got three. Tomorrow, we'll do ACC unders. I'm at two. There might be three that we have then. Okay, let's have some fun with this. Let's tell you the best plays in the ACC in terms of overs in Graham's Gambling. If you're not gambling. Come on now, let's talk some money. You're not trying. You are so money. You don't even know it. But you do. Let's play some bets. I'm going to make you rich. This is Graham's Gambling. Three overs for season win totals in the ACC. The place that we start is with Clemson. Their win total is nine and a half for this year. We're going over nine and a half for the Tigers. Just go through the numbers. The Tigers have not lost more than two ACC games in a dozen years. Check that. Since 2010. So more than a dozen years. The Tigers have have not lost more than two conference games. Out of conference this year. They have Notre Dame, but they're going to Death Valley. They have South Carolina, who's pretty good, fresh off a win in Death Valley a year ago. Do you honestly believe that Clemson's going to lose back-to-back years to the Gamecocks? I don't. I think 10 wins is a birthright for Clemson. I could see them running the gamut. I could see them winning every game. I do not see them losing three in the regular season. So this is my favorite over to bet on. Clemson over nine and a half wins. Give me that cash out, fam. Love J.C. Horn telling the people what to do there. Next one, Miami over eight and a half. This is my sleeper team in the ACC. All this talk about FSU and North Carolina. Oh, they got Drake May. That's media creation. 
Just like a year ago, everybody hyped Miami when Mario Cristobal first arrived. They don't want to hype them again because they got burned a year ago. Just like no one wanted to hype North Carolina a year ago when they were the trendy top 10 team the year before. And it was Sam Howell's final season. I've said this a million times, but I'll say it once more. In college football, when you have recruiting momentum, the production comes a year after the hype. A year after the hype. That's why you should watch out for Texas A&M and the SEC this year. A lot of those guys that Jimbo recruited a year or two ago, they're, they're starting to mature, just like North Carolina's guys matured. Some of the they reap the rewards of a lot of that recruiting that we discussed. Like Drake May being able to step in immediately in the Tar Heels case. There are a lot of four- and five-star guys on this Miami football team. And really, if they beat AM on their home field, remember it was a home-and-home. Home. Miami lost to AM a year ago. Now AM is making a return trip to South Beach. If Miami wins that game at home, they have cupcakes for the rest of their non-conference uh, and they would only have to finish 5-3 and three in their ACC schedule to get the over here I think they're going to do that I think there's a good chance they could go even 6-2 and two, since I have them winning uh, enough to get to the ACC championship game facing Clemson over 8.5 I like it for the Hurricanes send me that cash out fam WD we gotta do it Boston College over ah. five and a half wins. BC is going to go to a bowl game this year. Woo. There was the hype a year ago. Oh, Jeff Hatley, he impressed in year one. Watch out for them in year two. And they dealt with a lot of injuries. They actually weren't that bad in the month of September. I think BC is going to have a bounce back season. They're going to go to a bowl, and I think the schedule is favorable enough for them, too. They don't have to play Clemson. In fact, they don't have to play a team from the state of North Carolina this year. They're the first team in the history of the ACC, because divisions are now eliminated, the first team in the history of the conference to not play a team from North Carolina on their schedule. The first ACC team to do so. That's why I think... They're going to get to six. There's going to be some drama in doing so, but we're rolling with the Eagles. We're trusting our guys to get to the finish line here and to get to six wins. Their non-conference schedule, favorable. It's Northern Illinois. It's Holy Cross. It's Army who's supposed to be down this year. And who do they got? They got a UConn somewhere on this schedule. Generally, they play the Huskies. They do when the game is in Chestnut Hill. I see six wins for BC. Let's do it, Boston College. Let's do it. Send me that cash out, fam. In review, Clemson over nine and a half, Miami over eight and a half, and BC over five and a half wins. Those are my overs for ACC football win totals this year tomorrow we'll do a few unders i think i'm gonna get the three i think i'm gonna get there good to have grams gambling back in our lives and now the moment you've all been waiting for you're on the drive with josh graham 
Hayes Permar of Sports Channel 8 with us here. We play skips or plays with Hayes each time he joins us. But how about an appetizer on Music Talk? Hayes, you saw the chicks in Greensboro last night. How was it? Uh, it was good. I got what I wanted. I've got a uh, long sort of emotional family connection to the chicks. Also, how about is it that the chicks, they're like, we got to drop Dixie because you can't say Dixie anymore. And like, now you can't really say chicks anymore either. So it's like the, the, they got both halves of their names canceled. Like they, they just got to come up with a new name at this point. I would say it stayed the Dixie chicks personally, but um, it was a good show. They're also... Uh, you know, this is old man-ish, and this is, you know, when you've listened to music for a long time, you go through this with Ben Folds, with other artists that I'm huge fans of. You want them to play only songs from their first three albums, and instead they put out, like, oh, six no. more albums, and you're like, and and you know what? People around me were singing to those, so I presume that they weren't, they weren't like, super obscure tunes, but I'm like, I came here to hear... Dixie Chicks from the 90s, mostly. Like, what did they close with? What did they close with? Come on. You know this. I'll give you, I'll give you three guesses. You can't close with Landslide. That's too big of no, a... That's no, too big. No. That's too big of a downer. Wide Open Spaces? No. Come on. Goodbye, Earl? Yes, yes. Okay. And in fact, it's kind of... That, you know, they do a decent job of, of spreading that. They come out of the gate with, like, Sin Wagon or something, you know. Landslide's definitely in there. They do kind of an acoustic little uh, mini set inside their show. And that's when Landslide came. It was great. So they're spacing. They did a pretty good job of spacing out the hits. Like, you weren't going to go three songs in a row that you didn't know. It was, like, two newer songs. And then, like, oh, yeah, that's what I came for. And then maybe two newer ones. And they're like, oh, yeah, all right, that's what I came for. But then... When you know there's like half hour left in the show, they hit you with like four or five songs that I didn't know and seemed to be like the newest songs. And they were basically holding you hostage. They're like, we know, especially with like for the girl power in the room. Like I love Goodbye Earl, but that is a girl power song. That is Thumb and Louise. Every girl from my age down to like age 25 was like, this is a song that me and Sarah would sing together in the car at the top of our lungs after a breakup or whatever. Like every girl had that moment. So like that is a girl power song. And the, and the chicks basically hold you hostage for the last 30 to 45 minutes. Knowing like, you're not going anywhere. Cause we know you're sticking around for goodbye Earl. And then they're even like the video in the background as like they're playing songs. They know you don't love on the screen in the background. They're like, Earl's in the trunk. Like, don't leave yet. He's coming. Earl will be killed. Don't, like, Earl about to die. Stay, stay tuned. Like, yeah. yeah. Some little message is like, Earl's coming. Don't worry. We'll get to um, um, skips or plays with Hayes in just a bit. It's Jets or flying theme this week with the Panthers facing the Jets in. Well, I got to ask you this real quick. Please. Do you do this? Uh, because for me, I'm sure if you grew up in the triad, Greensboro Coliseum was probably where you went to like the circus and concerts and. Um, uh, basketball and other. This was at the complex, right? It wasn't in the Coliseum itself, no, was it? Oh, it was in the Coliseum. Okay, good. Why, why are you trying to lowball the chicks? You say you say the chicks can't <laughs> fill the Coliseum. Sorry, get out of here with that. I'm sorry, but you are in there, and there's just like there's so many. I've spent so much time walking around like the bowels of that place. You know what I mean? And like I I can, I only see it as like oh there's where. uh 
you know, there's where the popcorn should be. And that's where I come through and you go see the locker rooms and uh, RIP. That's where big Tucker would be sitting right there at the, you know, and uh, like, I can't not see Greensboro Coliseum through the lens of an ACC tournament. It's like, weird. I, if it were, it happens to me all the time too. I went to go see the Avits and I'm like, man, I'm going to go downstairs and grab myself a Coke. Oh wait, yes. I don't have a credential. I, can't I even, just walk there, in there. there was something specific where I was like, I was like, wait, it's, oh, I was looking for a charging station. And I was like, they're there. I was like, there's no only one like right there. And they're like, oh yeah, I guess that, that thing did have an ACC logo on it. I guess it's not there all the time. Like that was an ACC charging station. I'm like going around. I'm like, what? Yeah. If it was ACC yeah. Coliseum, it would have one over there. That's true. Just know that. Yeah, the mayor That's offered right. that to them. <laughs> you know what? Let's just dive feet first into Skips or Plays with Hayes now. Hayes Permar is somewhat of a renaissance man, an expert in the finer things. But he hangs his hat on music. Loves his God, and he's no friend of Satan. We was like, oh, six, getting busy with the sticks, been watching Big Mike and Lil Trick. I just need a Zion and someone he can dunk on. Today, Hayes will decide if this music is smash or trash, glows or blows. It's time for skips or plays with Hayes. This is exciting. I thought I, I was going to pigeonhole some sports into this conversation, but then I guess I kind of did that with this being a gen- flying type theme so i'll count that as sports in this segment wd throw some things at hayes that he could grade as either being a skip or a play hence the name of the segment what's the first song we're gonna start off with some uh, frank sinatra Naturally. one of his hits no not that one whoa i almost went there come fly with me oh let's fly let's fly away He's also watching Catch Me If You Can for the first time tonight. There's a famous scene in that movie where this song plays. We got to go on a complete tangent here. Did I hear that the Catch Me If You Can guy, that his biggest con is that he didn't do any of the stuff that he talks about? Correct. But we're going to talk about that tomorrow. Uh, My bad. After after he breaks, after he watches it for the first time. We don't want to spoil it for him. Did, I would say, did I just Bruce Willis is dead this thing? Did I just ruin the whole movie? But, I don't, yeah. I don't <laughs> think you did. I don't think you did because he doesn't know anything I about don't have the a movie. Clue what you're talking about. Okay, what do you I, think I, about Sinatra? This is, a, this is a play. It's not a great song, but for some reason, and I'm not like I, for for me. You know, we talk about red flags. It's normally in terms of like you're talking about a significant other, like red flag for dating somebody. It's just in life. To me, if you're not over 65, it's a red flag to me if, like, you worship Frank Sinatra. Like, you're supposed to, like, like Sinatra and maybe love his Christmas album. But, like, worshiping Frank Sinatra, if you're not 65, I'm like, whatever. And so none of his songs, like, there's no Sinatra song to me that you're like, oh, I got to hear Sinatra. This is the greatest Sinatra song. It's more about, like, his aura or whatever. Aura, aura, well, yeah, how do you it. But, but to me, this song, there's like six or eight of a song could fit this. But like, this isn't a good song. I wouldn't want anybody else to sing this, but like, it's a quintessential Sinatra song. Somebody's like, who's Frank Sinatra? I'd be like, it's a guy who sings like this, and this <laughs> is the Sinatra song. Come fly with me. That's what it is. So it's a stereotypical Sinatra song, and for that, I give it a play. Hayes Permar. I'm going to say something and then I'm going to hard transition out. Hayes Permar, I've seen multiple times sing Luck Be a Lady at karaoke. Oh. There's that. No, 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 hold on. 
Hold on. No, hold that on. Hard. A, nope. Hard transition. Next that's a Broadway song. Okay. That is from Guys and Dolls. That is a Broadway song. All right. Fair okay. retort. What's the next song? Completely changing genres here. Foo Fighters learning to fly. Hey. Second best song called Learning to Fly. <laughs> What's the first best song? Petty. Oh, yeah. Learning to Fly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a play, too. This is a, this is a banger. Foo Fighters is one of those bands where, like, if you ask me, like, hey, just name five Foo Fighter songs, like, I couldn't do it. I don't, I would not have been able to name this song if you had not named it before me. But, like, I always like their songs. I think maybe there was a little bit of resent me, resentment. 90s me, I was young, and Nirvana was gone, obviously, after Cobain. And then I was like, wait, the dude from Nirvana thinks he can just start his own band? So I think there was, like, there was like a natural resistance. There was nothing to do with the music or the person. Uh, and then years later, I was like, oh, I'm a fool. I should have been paying way more attention to the foo. Um, but th this is the, isn't this the one where they do a music video and there's like 10,000 people all playing drums? I don't know. Somebody did this. It's like a flash mob. I think you're it's, right. It's, yeah. it's just one of the coolest things. So yeah, this is a great song. Great band. Dave Grohl. Hey, Spermar. Got about a minute and change for you to respond to this one. What's the third song here? I thought R. Kelly, I believe I could fly, was too on the nose. Yeah. So we're going Fly by Nicki Minaj. Ariana. <laughs> you, you and Nicki Minaj, Me and man. Nicki. You and Nicki Minaj. The Chicks album that has uh, Goodbye Earl on it, I believe, is actually called Fly. But I don't know if there's a song on it called Fly. So but, uh, many songs you could have chose. Fly for a white guy. I believe I can fly. I've done karaoke before. That's fine. This is a, this is a skip. Oh, this is grabbing me. Hey, out of here. Nicki, WD was telling me Nicki Minaj could lead a Super Bowl halftime show she could. herself. Thoughts? Minaj? Yeah. I don't know. Nah, she's a she's like a, she's a featured player at hit the halftime yeah, show. Hit the skip sounder. Do hey, it. Man. There you go. Hey, Spermar. Yeah. Love you, buddy. We'll talk to you, you next time you're I'll around for a show at the Coliseum. I'll work on my background here. Sorry. <laughs> I got other things going on. There is a lot in that background. And by a lot, I mean not a lot. That's Hayes Permar joining us. As always. Looks like he was in a log cabin. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and I appreciate that about yeah. Hayes. He might be at a beach. He might be you never know. in a log cabin. He could be all sorts of places. Good stuff. Good songs until the end there that you pulled. <sighs> You're on the drive with Josh Trail, WSJS. It's about time we lift morale across the triad. It's the middle of the week. We try to get you through that middle of the week. And we give away concert tickets while we do so. It's a segment we call Weekly Positivity. And the concert tickets that we have this week, Jason Aldean and Smashing Pumpkins. Separate shows. Smashing Pumpkins actually is going to be in Charlotte, not next Tuesday night, but the following Tuesday night, August the 22nd. And Jason Aldean, meanwhile... He's going to be in Charlotte tomorrow. 
So this show is for tomorrow if you would like to go see Jason Aldean. Your choice of one of those two shows, 336-777-1600 is the phone number. All you have to do to win those tickets is call in and tell us something good because it's time for Weekly Positivity. bucket of cream. WD, gonna watch. Catch me if you can tonight. The poll just finished up for WD's movie next week. He will watch Dodgeball per your recommendation and Mike Houston, ECU football coach's recommendation. It won the poll with 42% of you voting for it. Followed by Superbad with 34% of the vote. Wow! And then it's forgetting Sarah Marshall and Borat. My wife. Your wife. WD, let's actually go to the phones first. Jim and Winston-Salem. Jim, tell me something good. Hello? I got my Bojangles four-pack of Wake Forest <laughs> season tickets earlier. I'm going to go see him play Elon. Vanderbilt, uh, Pittsburgh, and uh, Florida State, and I'm going to take my son, Jim Jr. I'm very excited about it. That is very excited, Jim. When you go to Bojangles, what's your go-to order? Oh, I like them Supremes, and uh, I do like the <sighs> Bowberry Biscuits. See? Look at that. A four-pack of tickets for Wake, and probably a four-pack of Supremes, too. You enjoy Jason Aldean, why don't you, Jim? Thank you so much. There you go. Stay on hold so WD can get your information. How about, WD, real quickly, you tell me something good. So I saw earlier today that the Madden 24 trailer just dropped. Wow. That's crazy. And... A video game trailer? They do trailers for video games? You didn't know that? I did not. Well, now you do. Wow. And I realized, I didn't realize it, but I looked. Madden, the new one's going to be dropping... This month. What makes this Madden game different than last year's? Maybe updated graphics. Actually, one of the issues is they didn't maybe upgrade a lot. People have kind of a problem with that. But I always think the graphics are a little bit better. And the Panthers are going to have Bryce Young. So that's going to make it a lot of fun to play for me. And that's good. Wow. Let's go to Joey and Thomasville. Joey, tell me something good. Hello, Josh. Hi, Joey. After a long, long week, this Saturday, I will be going on vacation with the family, a vacation spot that we've been going to every year for over 30 years. Where is it's that? It's my favorite week of the year, and I'm so looking forward to it. Tell me about this spot. This is a little beach in North Carolina called Holden Beach. I know Holden there Beach. There are no hotels. I love Holden Beach. So do we. We've been going there for over 30 years, and we're going to add another week beginning Saturday. Joey, have a great time, and make sure to wear sunscreen. Thank you, Josh. 
There goes Joey and Thomasville, another winner of some tickets. I'll tell you something good really quickly, WD. You and I, we're going to go to the Jets-Panthers game on Saturday, and it just dawned on me. Every weekend between now and February, we will have football on our televisions. Every weekend between this weekend and February, there will be football. Wow. And that's good. Let's go to Rick, who's in Winston-Salem. Hi, Rick. Well, hey, Josh. How you doing? I'm good. Tell me something good with you. Well, you just stole mine. It was football. Football. Football's coming Saturday. Who are your teams, Rick? Who do you root for? I like the Panthers. Okay. I like the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Wow. So... How conflicting is that when it comes to the Matt Rule subject? Oh, it, it's, trust me, it's, it's, it's been bothersome. <laughs> so, I can't imagine a tougher place to be as a sports fan, other than rooting for a team that has a bad owner, than being a Nebraska Cornhusker fan that happens to root for the Panthers. <laughs> that's, that's really tough, Rick. What was your reaction when they hired Matt Rule? Uh, I, I I just fell out of my seat. I really did. Um, and I don't have nothing against the man. I just you know I just didn't think he did a great job for us. Yeah, that's Panthers. a that's a real conundrum or a cornundrum. <gasps> wow, just talking about Nebraska. Hey, that was a good one. Thank but you. You know what? Nick Saban did, didn't do well in the pros either. There you go. So maybe Matt's going to figure it out. Rick, enjoy the concert, and thank you for telling us something good. There goes Rick and Winston-Salem. You want to know one thing I know for sure Nebraska's going to do this year? Don't know if they'll win, don't know if they'll lose, but they're going to be checking the tape. <laughs> they're going to be... They're uh, going to be checking that tape. Oh, oh, you. <laughs> Way of the Panther. Way of the Corn. At the end of the day, that's been Weekly Positivity. That's amazing. <laughs> I never thought of that scenario. Well, why would you? I mean, you wouldn't. Who, how many Husker fans are in North Carolina and happen to root for the Panthers? It's, I mean, I, they don't have a pro team, so I guess they're, they're, they're out there. They're out there, out and about. Shout out to Rick. Really rooting for you this year, Rick.